This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. This is the Blitz 1170. All right, welcome back here on the Blitz 1170. What's going on on this Wednesday before Thanksgiving? Hope that you've had a good day so far. Are we doing this draft later? Uh, no, I think Colby and I have, like said we're just going to forego the draft, but we're going to have a conversation about last year's draft. Wait, so we're not doing a no- another one? No, you don't get to back out of Brus- uh, Brussels sprouts this time. I I'd had no intentions of backing out. I mean, if you were smart, you would have drafted, like, I don't know, stuffing in the second round over the Bruss, but hey, stuffing was available. I, I don't believe it was. Actually, I can pull up. The I draft. think I got the you know what end of the picks last year, and was on the was on the wrong side of the Thanksgiving Day sides draft. There was still mac and cheese left. Mac and cheese does not belong at Thanksgiving. <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to say this, <laughs> and everyone that has it at their table is wrong. Neither do Brussels sprouts then, but hey, here we are. They're far more delicious than mac and cheese. Well, that's just a lie and factually incorrect. I have never, you guys yesterday railing on me over Brussels sprouts. I'm here to tell you, I've never been at a Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving day table that has mac and cheese. Then you haven't lived. Oh, okay, bubble boy. (laughs) Really? You're the person that's going to call me up for not living? Really? Really? You really want to go there? Nah. All right, Belgium still leading Canada 1-0, 73rd minute. They're in group group F action of the World Cup. All right, uh, let's hit up that Oklahoma Ford Dealers hotline. And welcome in Jacob Unruh from the Oklahoma here on the Blitz 1170. What's up, Jacob? How are you, buddy? I'm good, fellas. How are you guys? I'm well, man. Um, I hope that you have uh, some time tomorrow to settle in with the uh, with the fam and with some uh, close yeah. friends, and we were uh, we have our Thanksgiving sides draft that we do, and we we started <laughs> this last year. So, what would be your number one side overall if you had the well, draft board that was up? Well, I know we talked about our uh, Scott Wright and I's podcast uh, on here before, and we actually drafted sides last night. Oh, did you? Podcast. Okay, <laughs> hey. Hey. Yeah. all right. I have not so, had a chance to listen yet. By the way, I've yeah, I've told so. you about this. Your podcast is awesome. So, well, we appreciate it. what was what was the results of the draft last night? So I I I uh, what Scott Scott took I forgot what he took he took first I think but uh, I took uh, my wife's broccoli cheese casserole first. Okay, all right, and because uh, I and and not just to uh, kiss up, it's <laughs> a uh, legit, legitimately one of my favorite things at Thanksgiving is her broccoli cheese casserole. So that was. Uh, that was my first pick. Okay. All right. I respect it. 
I respect it for sure. Um, evidently, we're not doing one this year. They're just going to rag on me from ours last year where I just got raked over the coals from what my overall selections <laughs> to be were. Fair, That's fine. Did, I have. Did you, did you take Brussels sprouts? So, so I did. But I, and Matt. There's nothing wrong with that. You took them in the second round. No, but wait a minute. I think of the three people that were drafting, like I was, I was if I'm on the back end or the, the wrong pick, like I don't think we did a snake draft last year. No, we did. I don't think that we did. We're going to have to go back and listen to the audio. I just know that where my pick was at, like all of these, the classics, the staples were gone. So not to brag, I make a hell of a Brussels sprout. So I was like, those are delicious. They're a big hit at the family yeah. table. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and take mine. I love Brussels sprouts. If they're not just steamed and just plain, then I love them. They're not. I, I, do, to them, then I'm for it. I do it right. You take, you, you take your cast iron skillet. You hit that with a little bit of duck fat and bacon grease. Then you get See, a nice, and then you put, you get some olive oil. You spritz that on there. No, you don't have to go heavy handed with any seasoning, right? It's just, it's, it's just right. uh, some, some coarse salt and some pepper. You get a nice char on the outside of those and make them, they're soft, but they still have a little bite. And then I whip up, which is basically uh, a lime juice. Uh, with a um, oh my gosh, why can I not remember a sriracha, and uh, and and then you and then you add a little part of honey in that, so it's like a sweet kick to it, and then you oh, drizzle yeah. over the top of it, and it's it's delicious. And you would have thought that I might as well have the, what's the South Park bit like turd sandwich? You would have thought I would have picked like a turd sandwich <laughs> as my side for Thanksgiving for crying out loud. To be fair, here's well, I would I would eat those. I have the draft. <laughs> Colby, it doesn't sound good. I'm going to tell you my 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 picks because of where I was at in the draft. They do not sound great. So here's Colby dressing: mac and cheese, green bean casserole, broccoli cheese, rice casserole, and pecan pie. Me: mashed taters, apple pie, sweet potato casserole, Hawaiian rolls, cranberry sauce, pop rolls. Brussels sprouts, corn on the cob, <laughs> deviled eggs, and a coconut cream pie. See, I was like third on the list. You you took all the yeah. good ones. Uh. The, de- the deviled eggs is a low-key good one, too, though. Yeah, those, so, are, the sneak- those are sneakily underrated. See, Jacob and I are yeah, going to be that's... best friends. We are, because we, yeah, we, we, we have a lot of the same on this. Uh, that is for sure. <laughs> well, see, and Scott and I drafted just sides last night. We did pies last week. Oh, my gosh, the pie draft. That's See, a good-looking idea, yeah. too. They're doing it advanced because they're uh-huh. just doing sides, desserts, and then you can pick. Man, that gives well, you more segments. Well, they're smarter than we are, Matt. I, I mean, let's are. just boil down to it. They're, they're way smarter <laughs> than we are. That's why we called them to talk to them about <laughs> So I, Spencer's going through senior day, uh, according to the the recent reports. That uh, it, All that means is now, like, the next couple of months are all up for us on, on speculation front on this. Um, but I mean, the guy can, can do what he wants, uh, here from there, but I, yeah, I guess we got a guy, a general idea about who's actually going to be the quarterback coming up on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, Spencer's, you know, going to play from, from every account. And as far as him going through senior day, I mean, if you, if you look at the list, every senior on the roster, everyone who's at senior eligibility, um, is going through senior day festivities on Saturday, even, even if they have another year, they can come back. Um, you know, they just, OSU's elected to do that um, just just to, to honor all them and then they can make their decision and, and it doesn't really matter at that point, you know, what they decide. And so um, there, I, I wouldn't lean too much into Spencer leaning one direction or anything yeah. right now. 
um, just just based on that because if you look at it, Xavier Benson's going through it, and Xavier Benson's got another year left. Jason Taylor's got another year left, and you know guys like that are are still going through the ceremony. So um, that you know we don't know what Jason's going to do. Um, he's a guy that has I think has NFL possibilities. So he was another one you know that we're just not sure. So I think. You know, Spencer's going to play. Um, he's going to do the ceremony. It's going to be a big day. I think he's, you know, I, I was writing this for, for Friday's paper. You know, last time he threw four interceptions was against Baylor. And then look what he did at the Fiesta Bowl. You can't forget, you can't forget the Fiesta Bowl performance. Um, so I think he might be in line for a big game on Saturday, uh, just the way he wants to respond. This is also that weird time of the year because of everything that we've had with COVID where we have to start asking these guys like, hey, what's your plans for next year? What are you doing? What are you doing? Right. And it's always a little odd, right, because you want to give them the amount of time that they need. And I can, just from my perspective with Tulsa, some of the coaches just kind of tense up a little bit like, man, you're already asking him. Like, can you just let him focus on the remainder of the games that are left? Um, but it's still weird, right, of not – of not knowing who's going to be here and who's not. And ultimately, you bring that up to a coach. He's like, yeah, welcome to my world about not knowing who's going to be here next year or not. It's just a weird time until we get through with this extended eligibility uh, through the COVID pandemic year. Absolutely. You know, we I asked Braden Cassidy on Tuesday night. I said, hey, you know, you've, you've got a year left. You know, what have you made a decision? He said, no. He said, I'd like to come back, but I still got to make the decision to talk over with people and family and coaches and kind of figure that out. So, I mean, you know, that's the thing about senior day is I think it's the right move for OSU to let everyone go through it and then they can make up their mind because they may decide next week, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. But then the week after may decide, no, I think I'm going to come back. You know, they've got all this time. And so um, now you just play it safe, just let them all go through the ceremony and they make up their call. And then I think of like, like I saw yesterday, I think Cade Warner at Kansas State was saying, you know, he went through the ceremony last year with his dad and, and mom. And he said, I'm not going to do it again this year because – that was perfect last year. I don't want to. I don't want to mm. tarnish, tarnish that moment. And so I'm not going to do it again. But it's fair too. So I, there's just so many ways you can go with this now. With the way eligibility is, there's no doubt uh, at all. What's what's been the <laughs> lingering hangover from the Bedlam performance this week? That was uh, I. I listened to Gundy, and I. I don't know. There, there are a lot of things that he was saying in there. There was a whole lot of like, well, if this and if that were in a one-score game, okay, yeah, I can, I can say that. Um, but, but man, that was. I, I still don't know really, Scott, how to how to even put that into, uh, or sorry, Jacob, how to put that into into terms of what I even watched on Saturday night. <laughs> Have you been able to, to figure that out yet at all with just how wild and weird of a Bedlam match that that was? You know, I think, I think what we saw was one of the strangest games you're going to see. Um, just by the, the, the you know, they, they started out timid and they got smacked around. And then they played three really good, strong quarters of football. They're the better team for three quarters. Um, I know you fans don't want to hear that, but OSU was the better team for the last three quarters. They just couldn't score. And they were moving the ball. They were getting the chances. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of in the plague for them this year a little bit is the inability to, to complete some drives. And the offensive line has been a real big issue. And that really showed on, on Saturday night. But when you look at the numbers, I mean, OU's offense did nothing for the last, what, 14 drives and of the game. They literally – did not convert a third down. Um, they, they punted or turned the ball over every time. It, it just 
OSU played like I thought OSU could play against them those last three quarters. Um, what it means, I don't know. I mean, they still lost, so it doesn't mean a lot that they were playing better than three quarters. But um, I think maybe they take that in this game, knowing they can still do that, and they want to go make a statement and get one more win in front of the home crowd, extend their streak. They've talked about that this week. They extend the home winning streak to 15 games. And, um, you know, not they haven't lost here since in, in Stillwater since 2020. Um, they don't want to do it now, and um, I think maybe that's the motivation for this week is to, to just finish strong. Boy, uh, the, the some of the play calling and decisions, I get it from a conservative perspective, and that's the way that Gundy always leans there. Um, and I, I understand. I, I get the getting the three points before halftime just to feel like that you have something on the board, something tangible to show for this. Um, but I don't guess we should be really be surprised with, with the lack of going for it, especially, what was it, a fourth and five or fourth and four from the 48? That's just who Gundy is, and he's really not going to change who he is in any terms, uh, especially in the first half with situations like that. Well, I mean, yeah, the first half is early. Gundy said tonight it's early. And when you really look at it, well, I mean, I, I kind of wondered at the time, like, well, you're already down 28 nothing, just just go for it. But also – it worked out. If Spencer hadn't thrown that interception uh, late in the fourth quarter, there, um, they might have scored a touchdown that drive, and they're within a, another another touchdown drive, and they can get the ball back. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, it, when you really look at the map of that game, I think you, if you go back in hindsight, you look at it and go, it was probably the right call because it didn't. It you don't want to put yourself in a bigger hole right there, right? So you don't get it. You're not running the ball at all. So you've got to throw it. OU knows that. And so if you don't get it and you give them a short field and they start scoring again, and they start building up, it, it could get ugly again. So you keep the game where it is and you keep pushing down and you lose the fight and you, you make it interesting. And they, they had a chance to make it interesting late. They just turned the ball over. Does make it a little bit interesting this week when West Virginia essentially waved the white flag on the JT Daniels experience and said, all right, Garrett Green, let's get in here and see what you can do. Uh, you don't really have a whole lot of film on him looking forward, uh, at least from this season. So makes it more difficult to prepare for Derek Mason and company without really knowing what's going to happen to quarterback for West Virginia. Yeah, I think so. But, you know, they've got a couple games there and, um, you know, they're feeling good about the defense right now, the way the defense is playing. They got that slow start, obviously. And they got put in bad position on one of those drives, and um, you can't take the ball over to four and expect them to necessarily get a stop in that situation. But um, it's, uh, you know, I think I think they feel good about where they're at. They're, they're, they're still beat up. Um, but but West Virginia scores. But the, the trick's going to be stopping them on fourth down, apparently, because yeah. apparently West Virginia loves to go on fourth down and converted 70% of them, which is insane. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And Yeah, and they love to do that. Um, now, OSU's stop teams 50% of the time. They're 50-50 on it. So, um, you know, I, I think that's going to be interesting. But, um, you know, OSU's getting really good at getting getting stops on third down still. They're still really one of the best teams in the country at that. So, I think they feel good about it, even with Garrett Green and their quarterback. Um, I don't know that he's a guy that's necessarily going to go burn them. Uh, in a lot of different ways. I think he's going to give us problems at times, but he does. he's not a guy that I think is just going to light it up necessarily. This game to me is it kind of hinges on how, how you respond, right? Uh, you had that Bedlam performance last week. I know Gundy has talked about how resilient that they are, 
But this is one of those games to me, Jacob, that is you can't let last week beat you again. Uh, I don't think that they're going right. to have some sort of uh, flat start on Saturday. I think they're going to. I think they're going to play well. I mean, there's still you know bowl positioning, and you can still get to to a decent amount of wins on the season. So I, there there is a lot for them there, especially on Senior Day. You just can't have a residual effect from Bedlam. No, and I don't, I'm with you. I don't think they will. They're going to come out fired up. Honestly, I mean, it's, like I said, it's the last home game. They can go out and make a statement, um, get ready for a bowl game. And, and move forward. Um, you know, like I said, they they felt better about the way they played those last three quarters. They obviously the, the start was terrible, but you know that's something they could build off of uh, in, in their minds, and, and they can move forward. And a fast start will do so much for them, though. On Saturday, I think it would be huge. I saw you tweet about this, by the way. Can you believe how bad Louisville is in basketball? This is completely off oh, the subject of Oklahoma State, but my, no, you, no, no. you even that's... said I'm convinced Louisville will score 20 points against Texas Tech, or I'm not convinced. And yeah. and my goodness, I don't know what has happened to Louisville basketball, but that is just absurd how bad they are. Yeah, and, and as much as people want to talk about the OSU's lack of shooting on the court right now, <laughs> uh, go watch Louisville and see what you think about watching Louisville play basketball. Yeah, because that was some really bad basketball I saw yesterday, and that was against the Big 12 team, so. You know, like that was that was telling to me. Like that team was that team is in a bad shape. They are indeed. They will definitely make you feel better about yourself uh, if your team's not any good uh, at basketball at all. Jake, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Always appreciate you jumping on with us here in Tulsa, and uh, we'll definitely be in touch again soon, man. All right, thanks for having me, and enjoy your holiday. Appreciate it. That is uh, Jacob Unruh joining us here on the Oklahoma Ford Dealers Hotline via the Blitz 1170. Canada's just hanging around, Matt. Just hanging around. We are getting close. I haven't been able to pay attention to see how much stoppage time that we're going to have. But I mean, they've, they've been applying a little bit more pressure here every time that I've looked up over the last couple of minute, moments. I, I don't know if they have an uh, equalizer in them, but if they do then uh, America's top hat is going to celebrate. I, uh, I I saw something. Go it was CONCACAF. Like a, it was a 14-3 to 3 shot differential. For them? Yeah. Wow. Just can't put them in. And it's crazy because Jonathan David's pretty good, too. Yeah. So. Well, they got a corner here. Maybe they can they, uh, they can pull this. Out. Is it oh so like Canada doesn't bother me? It's Canada. Plus they were really awesome this year in in qualifying or in the the lead up to this. Yeah, it was like them, us, and then Mexico, and everyone else was kind of. So that brings up my question. Look, I get it. You're supposed to hate L Tree. I get it. But in in a World Cup setting, as long as you're not playing them, is it okay to like take a peek at Mexico and be like, all right? All right. Kind of be happy for them if they I don't, succeed That's not even be happy. It's just like I, I'm not rooting against them. I'm not rooting for them either. But if we end up playing them, that's when we well, struggle Well, of with course. It, yeah. Of course. I'm just saying. It's not like I'm going to be, you know, online right now trying to buy the latest uh, Adidas Mexico kit. Even though they do have their own version of a Samba that looks pretty good. Does it? It's white with the uh, green stripes on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Looking solid. It was on sale last night, but I'm trying to resist buying things. Which is not going very well right now. Hashtag just saying.
Hashtag just saying. I bought a tablet. Did you? Yeah. Finally broke down and got one. I, just, I needed some an extra screen to watch sports on, so I went ahead and just bought one. I see where some of that bonus money went, huh? Yeah. I uh, I got a... It was just like an Amazon Fire tablet, like the 10-inch one. Ah, okay. Yeah, it was 75 bucks. Ah, all right. Yeah. You'll have <laughs> a good time with that one for about two years, and then it'll crash on you. Yeah, that's fine. $75 for two years, you take that, right? That's typically has been my experience with it. That and the battery will last about 20 minutes. It's going to be plugged in anyways. I mean, it's just going to be sitting there on the desk while I watch stuff on my phone and then my TV. Be careful about leaving those things plugged in all the time. It actually does reverse effects to the battery. Okay, so be yeah. a little bit more careful with them. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, they say actually let it run all the way down and then plug it back in fully charged and keep doing that over and over again. Okay. Helps the battery life. Don't I mean, ask me how. I don't know. Doesn't seem like it would. I just hey. regurgitate what I read. I don't I, I don't. I don't know anything. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Colby Daniels will join us next here on the Blitz 1170. Let me run down the schedule for you. Tomorrow at 3 o'clock, we have the Giants and the Cowboys right here on the Blitz. The Cowboys are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. I think I'm – I went with them, right, on the – Picks with yeah, you friends. Did. You did. Big Allen friends segment. That's tomorrow at three. Friday at twelve thirty. Jinx and Bixby right here on the Blitz eleven seventy, and then Friday night at six. It's OSU and Tulsa on the basketball floor. I got to figure out what the hell I'm going to do in Houston. We leave campus at twelve thirty, Friday. That's like a forty minute flight. Forty forty five forty nine. Yeah, like I, I've been on that flight many a time because my stepdad worked down there for two years. Yeah, so like I gotta, I gotta figure out something to do like Friday night and then waiting all day Saturday to play because that game doesn't kick off till six thirty. I hit up like the Galleria. Like what do what do I do? Is there a Rockets game? I mean, I, <gasps> ooh, see if the Rockets depending, are in town. Mm, depending on where we stay. And you might be able to get into a Rockets game for two dollars. Yeah, because they're awful. Boy, so. are they! <gasps> well, there you go. The Atlanta Hawks at the Houston Rockets. Well, there you go. Friday night at seven. There you go, Pop. You've got. <sighs> Who do I know in Houston that I can bum some tickets off? <laughs> Surely you know someone, right? Uh I do, but. He would be able to give me the hookup with the Texans, not with the Rockets. I'm sure he knows a guy who knows a guy. But like I said, though, tickets are tickets have got to be cheap. If it's like $35 for a mid, mid-tier seat, just pay the $35. Let's see what you they're can going swing for right now. Uh, let's try SeatGeek. I can get in for fifteen dollars. <laughs> is that is that like nosebleeds or what are we talking here? Is that like a good seat? Because it says if, from fifteen dollars, so I guess I'll I'll just let me click here <laughs> and find out in the lower bowl. I'm not paying that much. Here's a lower bowl seat for forty two dollars. Do it. Pull the trigger on it now, man. You might as well. I think I might. It's forty bucks, and that's a it's an NBA game. You can't beat that, can you? I don't have anything else to do that night at all. Well, there you go. We're good to go. Unless, like, Dave Chappelle's playing or something. I need to put in comedians. Yeah, like, 
Houston's a big city. There's there's a lot going on. You can find something. Yeah. I just put comedians in Houston. Uh, I don't know that guy. There's something tonight, Matt, called the Jive Turkeys. That just seems like a good time, I guess. <laughs> you might as well, right? Just If you were going tonight, I would say just go to it. Why not? Yeah. All right. I'll uh, I'll hit up the calendar and see what I can find. But it may be Rockets and Hawks for me on Friday night. Which, pretty good. Just because you get to watch the, the Hawks play. I mean, the Rockets aren't really going to do nothing. No. All right. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. Colby Daniels will join us next here on the Blitz 1170. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.